Greetings from upstate New York. Welcome to the Pastor Duke Podcast. I'm really glad you chose to listen today. I think what I have to share with you today is extremely necessary and be really helpful. It's my honor to have you tune me in. Pure joy on my part to share the Word of God with my podcast family. COVID took me off the road, but it didn't stop the moving of God's Word. I'm nearing 60,000 listens now on my podcast, uh, uh, 15,000 downloads, and um, thank you so much for tuning me in. I call my message today, COVID, right back in the devil's face. Satan has used COVID to divide people, to hurt people, and we're just going to throw it back in his face today. I'm going to be speaking on the major cardinal Christian doctrine of the priesthood of the believers. You see, what troubles me most the past year and a half is not COVID, vaccines, masks, lockdowns, uh, inflation, politics. It's the division that Satan has produced in our country, in families, even in churches. He's a master at dividing people from God and dividing people from one another. He always fans the flames of division and hate, whether it be racial, gender, generational, political, or economic. He puts people against other people. Ever since Adam blamed Eve when she sinned, and so did he. Ever since Cain killed Abel in Genesis chapter 4, it's the tool of the devil. It's how he works. It's the nature, the fallen nature of man, and it's the way of this world, division, Because when we're divided, we're easily conquered. We were told in end times prophecy to expect unprecedented division. 2 Timothy 3. One uh, following this know also that in the last days perilous, dangerous times will come. Men should be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. And on and on it goes. Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Why are they going to persecute Christians? Because we diametrically oppose the devil's agenda. We, without apology, uphold historic Judeo-Christian moral values. And so we'll be hated. Expect division in the last days. It's here in our face. Society is in war, media war, political war, social war, critical race theory, educational war, uh, 1619 agenda being taught to our children, LGBXYZ, warring against biblical morality, Sodom has returned. But way worse, families are divided, marriages divided, even churches uh, divided and and fighting against it. Of course, that's the spirit in which I'm giving this podcast today to try to bring the church back in unity. Today, my focus will not be on all that's wrong. My focus is going to be how to face it, how to fix it, how to put it back in the devil's face, and how to use it as an opportunity to share Jesus with this world that is lying in darkness. What Satan meant for evil, God can turn it into good. We must take our focus off of what is wrong and focus on what is right. You know, at a horrific car crash site, first responders have critical steps to follow. 
Secure the scene from other traffic. Uh, look for heartbeats, for respiration. Stop exceeding bleeding. Secure the spine. Get the victims to the hospital as soon as possible. Our present world is a major crash site, if you please. Through COVID ordeal, pandemic or plandemic, as I think it has been, Economics are crashing around the world. Uh, world Economic Summit is coming. An economic reset is uh, looming. Dreams are being shattered. Businesses collapsing. Tensions high. Conflicting media voices. Pressure to vax up and submit to government controls. Who was right? Who was wrong? Stop. I think Jesus would just stop. Not buy into all of the hysteria. Listen to that still, small, sweet voice of Jesus to our hearts in the midst of the chaos. Number one, he's got this thing. It ain't over his head. Number two, he prophesied what to expect, and it's here. Number three, he knows what he is doing. He doesn't explain everything to us as he's working also backstage. We know how it all ends. We know who uh, wins in the end. Our figuring it all out won't fix much of anything because who would listen to us anyway? God's not waiting for us to figure it out, to figure out what he's going to do. He's got this thing. I'm speaking to Christians now, church members, who are called to endeavor to keep the unity of the faith. We are called to be peacemakers, not troublemakers. Satan is working hard to divide families, to divide churches over anything COVID and the vaccine aftermath. But we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. Division is more damaging to the cause of Christ than any COVID vax protocols. We need to endeavor to keep the unity of the faith. Our answer, our victory in Christ is so simple. It's one of the cardinal articles of faith. We call this doctrine the priesthood of the believer. Go to any solid church, get a copy of their articles of faith, go online, and I promise you it will be there. The priesthood of the believer. Every church, every conservative Bible college and seminary, the priesthood of believers, a cardinal doctrine. Yet in my 49 years of serving the Lord, I've never heard anyone speak on it except in systematic theology class in Bible college. I taught it in our local church Bible Institute, but to be honest, I've used it as a sub point in messages, but never did a whole message on it in my life until today. Forgive me. Simply put, it is our divine right of self-interpretation of Scripture, the priesthood of the believer. We don't have to go to a priest to get through to God. We can dial direct. The divine right of self-interpretation of Scripture God gave his book to me personally and to you personally, and we will stand before God and personally give account of where we stood with the book. Did we hide it in our heart? Were we obedient to its commands? Did we spread the knowledge of Christ to our world? I like to say it's not only my right of self-interpretation, but also my responsibility of self-interpretation. I can't go through life on what somebody else believes. I need to get in the word of God, see what it says, and land where I believe it teaches me to stand. 
And that's what I did in the early days, in my seminary days. I got down on my knees and I asked God for wisdom. I just didn't buy into the things they were teaching me at Baptist Bible College because they're nice people. I love them. They love me. I had to go to the Word of God. That's the priesthood of the believer being practiced, asking God for wisdom. Let him uh, seek wisdom. Uh, he that lacketh wisdom, let him ask of God, which give to all men liberally and upbraideth not. It shall be given unto him the priesthood of the believer, a humble heart seeking the knowledge of God. Few scriptures laying the foundation. Second Peter 1.20 Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. No one has the right to self-interpret the Bible. The Catholics don't have the prescribed interpretation and all else is wrong. Of course, that's exactly what the Jehovah's Witness did. We have the inter right interpretation. You're all wrong. That's what the mark of every cult. Uh, Mormonism, if you don't follow their prescribed doctrine, you're wrong. None of those groups practice the priesthood of the believer. Let everybody be convinced in their own mind. Another verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, Be diligent to present yourselves approved of God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That wasn't given to the Vatican. It wasn't given to the Watchtower Society. It wasn't given to uh, the Mormon Church. It was given to an individual named Timothy who's going to stand before God like all of us. Study the word of God. You have the right to interpret. You have the responsibility to interpret. This is not to take away the value of time, tried orthodoxy, and fabulous spirit-led confessions of Christian faith. <clears throat> People ha have had things figured out for a long time, and wisdom is to know their positions, to know the creed, to know the Apostles' Creed, and find out why they stood where they, where they chose to stand in about 99% of the time, I find I've been able to kind of stand with them. But not just because I love them, not just because they were more educated than myself, but because I've taken the time to continue to study the Word of God, and I find myself landing exactly where they landed. The priesthood of the believer is not an invitation to heresy and um, devious departure from Christian uh, orthodoxy. It is a holy calling to find our doctrinal purity direct from God's word, seeking him in brokenness, seeking him in humility to open our eyes to see and understand his word. God loves that. He's our father. We're his kids. He wants us to come to himself. That he would guide me into all truth. I believe the screaming value of the priesthood of the believer is in the gray areas. The lesser issues as the church, as in church polity, as in church practices, as in methodology, which is always changing. And now in trying times of COVID related decisions that we must make individually and churches must make in reference to how they're going to handle the crisis. Other key scriptures here, which need a, a humble spirit, a humble Holy Spirit filled heart even to implement, but the Bible says, let every man be convinced in his own heart. Romans 14, 5. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. 1 Corinthians 6, 12. Esteeming others better than myself. Philippians 2, 3. I would never do that in my flesh, but the Spirit of God in me would respect other people more than myself. Number four, not putting a stumbling block uh, or cause to fall 
in our brother's way, Romans 14, 13. Let us pursue the things which make for peace and things which we may edify one another, build others up, Romans 14, 19. Every generation has its struggles on where and how to stand. In the first century, they were temporarily divided over, fussing over, trying to figure it out, just like we are today over COVID issues, protocols, vaccines. They were divided in those days over eating meat that had been offered unto idols, which was the common practice of their day in pagan societies, which was pretty much the whole world. They would at the meat factory, people would the priests would come in, the pagan priests, and say a little prayer over the meat. And uh, Christians were concerned. We don't want to, is eating meat offered unto idols some kind of a sin? And then the whole chapter, Romans 14, talks about, you know, how to get through the gray areas. You know, the Bible doesn't say, that, you know, the cow's okay to eat unless it's been prayed over by somebody who doesn't know God. And so they had to work through those things. That's kind of a neat thing. When things are over your head, you start to feel divided, and, and then you just have to just look to the Lord and die to self and pray for wisdom and be filled with uh, humility and grace and kindness and be overwhelmed uh, with the decency and simplicity of the gospel in Jesus Christ. They had issues in their days over what holidays to celebrate and not and why. There were issues of women's positions in the church which were way higher than women's rights in any other historic society to their day. I'm kind of proud of that, to be honest with you. I've lived through 50 years of issues, almost 50. Dress codes in churches, music styles, uh, unfortunately worship wars, methodology issues never cease as things are changing, how to reach our world, what kind of activities to have, not to have. The toughest issue that I ever had to pass through was the AIDS uh, epidemic. What an issue that was for the churches to handle. Uh, I had one group of people that uh, wanted to kind of have AIDS testing before children were brought into our ministries and make people wear gloves when they go to the bathroom and, oh my goodness, and wiping down toilet seats in the women's room and things. Oh my goodness, it where people were terrified and they meant well. I'm not condemning them. But it was emotional. Then we had people that were so compassionate. They wanted to literally drive down to New York City, pick up the AIDS babies, bring them back and raise them in their home and put them in our nurseries, the AIDS babies and all that. It was divisive and it was it was hot. And we had people that were passionate on both sides of that issue. It was a tough time to, to wade through. I was begging God for wisdom. Well, as in anything, time brought more information. Uh, tensions seemed to ease as we got more information. Churches uh, slowly settled uh, those issues. And the church, I believe, triumphed and led kind of in a, an example to the world in AIDS, how we handled the whole AIDS issue. I think we had a good testimony in general, the Church of Jesus Christ, showing wisdom and yet showing compassion all at the same time. Ultimately, it was settled in the churches as leaders and church members died to self, practiced the priesthood of the believer, and it was a hard time. It was a testing time for Christ's church, but the church came forth in glorious victory, in my opinion. Now we're facing the most troubling of times I've ever seen in my 67 years in life and 43 years in pastoral ministry. Bottom line is no one knows who or what to believe concerning 
pretty much anything COVID. False information is up to our necks. In Christ, we have the best vantage point of all, I believe. We know the prophetic picture. We know God's word is true. We know who our spiritual enemy is. We are not ignorant of his devices, and God gave us clearly the enemy's agenda. We know COVID is part of the enemy's plan. We do not know exactly how it all fits together. We are all working on that, trying to get more information, praying for wisdom, watching for signs, clear evidences of what is really going on. But as we watch, as we wait, as we pray, I think that's probably the key, praying for wisdom. We see true believers, unfortunately, dividing over where we should stand on COVID issues. Let us not divide. Let us use the COVID issues as opportunities to grow in grace. I, I tell folks, this is really simple. Just follow your local church's protocol. God placed the pastor there. He places elders there. They make decisions. You follow. If God wanted your opinion to prevail, he'd have had you in that circle. He'd have had you making that thing. So just die to yourself. Follow the protocol. Love people. Problem over. Pretty simple, isn't it? But it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to allow us to die to self because we want to have our own way. We're little pouty people in our flesh. We want to have it our way. Let us choose not to divide over these complicated things. I, You know, I can be more united more deeply, even with pastor friends who don't share the same view I have on the vaccine. I can go closer to them, even though we disagree, when I esteem them better than myself, when I respect their opinion, when I judge him on his life's work and character, not on a silly mask or some kind of a shot. Man, we've got to get perspective on these things. God is an amazing God of diversity. He made billions of stars, all of them different, calls them all by name. Presently, 7.4 billion people on this planet, all different, and yet kind of all the same. Two arms, two legs, body, soul, and spirit made the image of God. He's made millions of different kinds of plants and animals, all different, but all contributing to the system, something special to add uh, to our world. Which one of them is the right tree? That's a foolish question. Which one of them is the right animal? It's the wrong question. They're all right for the purpose that God created them. We've got to have the bigger picture. It's the enemy that makes us to look to divide. You don't believe what I believe on that issue, so you're no longer my friend. Come on, man. Grow up. It's the Holy Spirit that makes us to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit I've put together a few thoughts over the years. People <laughs> have humorously called them dukeisms. One of my favorite dukeisms of all time. Here we go. Opinions are fine. God gave each of us one. But if my opinion keeps me from you, I'll keep my opinion so I can keep you. In other words, God values your soul more than he values my opinion. Christ died for your soul. He did not die for my opinion. If I am crucified with Christ like I'm supposed to be, if I'm walking in the Spirit, I will value your soul more than I will value my opinion. I will keep my big mouth shut. That takes the power of God, but it's possible. Keep my big mouth shut, 
and not unleash all of my opinions on you and then reject you the moment you don't agree with one of my opinions. That is so childish. That is so immature. That is so the devil taking control of my silly mind. You know, a good civilization requires civility. (laughs) I like that. I'm going to say it again. A good civilization requires civility. Jesus said, I have many things for you to know, but you cannot bear it yet. He wasn't compromising truth at all. He was being wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, meeting people where they are. You can't feed meat to a baby. You've got to feed him milk. And as they grow, you give them more information. I'm not calling for pathetic neutrality on issues. That's sick. That your yay be yay, your nay be nay. That's not what the priest or the believer is all about. That's not what uh, valuing other people's opinion is all about. We're not talking about not sharing your opinion at all. I'm not calling for pathetic neutrality on issues. I am calling for Holy Spirit wisdom in using our knowledge to help people and not condemn them, not to divide with people immediately. What do you think about the vaccine? That's really not a great place to start. I see people promoting the vaccines to the point of condemning and ridiculing those who've chosen not to vax at this point. You know, it is untested. Uh, People are the guinea pigs for the first time ever. And it's not approved only for emergency use. And yet, in reality, it's being pressed down our throat. You can't turn on your TV. You can't turn on the radio without uh, hearing about it. Now, the President Biden said he's coming house to house, sending his reps house to house to get us, make sure we get vaccinated. Uh, Come on, man, (laughs) to quote the President. I see no vaxxers condemning those who take the jab. And I say to both, you're wrong. Don't exalt yourself. Don't exalt your opinion. Don't condemn others. As with the AIDS issue, time always tell. Chill out. Keep your mouth shut. Continue to study. You know, one group trusts certain people and certain information. They come to their opinion. Another group doesn't trust that same information. We come to a different position. But if we respect one another and trust completely in God. I think that's our answer. Respecting one another and trusting completely in God. You know, in Christ, we win this war. We may be injured in the conflict. We may lose a battle somewhere in the greater campaign. But with Trump in office, we were heading to kingdom victory. With Biden in office, we are heading to kingdom victory. If the vaccines turn out to be safe, we win. If they turn out tragic, we still win. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, AIDS issues won't mean anything. COVID issues will mean nothing. Jesus will mean everything. Let that be our mantra now. Jesus means everything. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me, me singing as I go. Jesus, name above all names, now, that'll get us through this crisis. That'll stop the division. So here's where I've landed on all these things. I don't ask people where they stand. You know, I've been in the hospital several times. I went to my doctor uh, for my checkup. I got a new doctor and spent 35 minutes talking to a lovely female uh, doctor. Uh, Just was really confident in her and really pleased. My other doctor just retired, and it's kind of a dramatic thing. 
you know, and my times in the hospital, my time with the doc, nobody asked me that. I thought, that's pretty cool. That encouraged me because I don't want to be in conflict with people when I know there's good people who stand on both sides of these issues. So I don't ask people where they stand, and I love it when people don't even ask me where I stand on it. But I'll gladly share with them the information that I have on any topic. I share up front, I don't really care where you stand on this issue. I will love you unconditionally. And then I always try to steer the conversation to the bigger picture. We are in the last days of the church age. Satan is tightening his grip. COVID surely is a pestilence. Jesus warned us would come. It came fast. It came furious. As a woman in travail, the contractions come faster and harder. Uncertainty has surrounded COVID from the beginning. There's never been a battle against a cure. Till COVID, there's never been anything medically mandated till COVID. There's never been an economic world shutdown till COVID. The church has never been shut down in America till COVID. So clearly it's a tool of the enemy. So let's refuse to be divided over COVID. Let us uh, use COVID as an opportunity to go deeper with people. Let's not fuss over a cure, let's not fuss over vaccines. The real vaccine is the blood of Jesus Christ. COVID will kill one in a thousand. Sin will kill 1,000 out of a thousand. The real issue is not a vaccine. The issue is the gospel. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's not let COVID get us on mission. Let's use COVID as the mission. Let the church arise over COVID as it did over AIDS, as it did over slavery. It was Christians leading the movement to stop slavery. Uh, in England, Wilberforce, here in America as well. I'm proud of that. Uh, it was Christians that led the civil rights movement. Don't forget, Martin Luther King was a Baptist preacher. They got victories because they were on the right side. They were on the Bible side. They did it God's way. They did it with brokenness, humility. They did it with prayer and nonviolence. Pagan Rome fell, but the church did not fall because greater is he that is in the church than he that is in pagan Rome. The gates of hell cannot prevail against Christ's true church. The church always triumphs when Christians choose, here we go, to die to self, to live for him, to esteem others better, better than ourselves. Why complain about the problem? Rejoice in the opportunity. You got a chance to grow in grace. Take hold of responsibility. The reward is worth the suffering. There's glory some sweet day. Praise God for COVID in our way. Now, I always tell the kids when I'm teaching, I love to teach kids, been doing it for years. I always teach them, don't let the devil trick you. We teach them that little song, oh, the devil is a sly old fox. If I could catch him, I'd put him in a box. I'd lock the box and throw away the key for all the tricks he's played on me. Uh, we're not ignorant of his devices. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He must flee from us. Be wise, dear friends. Be informed. Have multiple sources of information to be able to filter through and get the consensus and try to figure out what is right and what is wrong. Be filled with his spirit. Put on the whole armor of God. Be dead to self. I think I said that two or three times before. Let me say it one more time. Death to self. Because when we're dead to self, we're alive in him. When we're empty of self, we're full of his spirit. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Ask God for perspective. Ask God for wisdom. Hey, thanks for tuning me in. Endeavor to keep the unity of the faith. 
let's just shove all this COVID crap, and I'm using the word crap on purpose. Let's just shove all this COVID crap right back in the devil's face. Let's remind him he loses. You know, when he reminds you of your past and your failures, just remind him of his future. He is defeated. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. We got Jesus. We got everything. We win. Bye for now. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. Love you, but only for eternity. Bye-bye.